0: The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by Alumni Ventures. Invest with confidence. Discover the power of venture investing with Alumni Ventures, America's largest venture firm for individual investors. Learn more at av.vc. LinkedIn presents.
1: I learned from taking a step away, from sharing espresso, from learning about the people that I was working with in an environment that wasn't stressful. When we got back into work, we were just that much more effective and we, we you know we started trusting one another more and you and you had each other's back more.
0: Howdy, next big idea daily listeners. I'm your host, Michael Kovnat, and this week I'm joined by retired Navy captain and brand new author, Brett Crozier. Brett had a pretty storied military career. He graduated from the Naval Academy, got a master's in national security and strategic studies from the Naval War College. He went on to get specialized nuclear training. After starting out as a helicopter pilot, he switched to fighter jets, flew in support of the U.S. invasion of Iraq, and served in various deployments around the world before eventually becoming the commander of the aircraft carrier USS Theodore Roosevelt. But it was the way his career ended that made national news. In March 2020, just as the first wave of COVID was breaking out across the world, dozens of sailors on the Roosevelt came down with the novel coronavirus. Docked in Guam, Brett found it impossible to keep his sailors socially distanced on the ship and requested permission to release them to quarantine housing on shore. His higher-ups turned down the request, but Brett kept pressing, worried about possible fatalities aboard. He wrote a four-page memo explaining the situation to his superiors, but when the memo leaked to the press, there was blowback, and the Secretary of the Navy relieved him of his command. Even though Brett lost his job, he was considered a hero by his sailors who cheered him for his efforts to save their lives. For Brett, that incident underscored the value of interpersonal relationships, which is one of the key lessons he learned over the course of his career. It's one of the first insights he shares in his new book, Surf When You Can, Lessons in Life, Loyalty and Leadership from a Maverick Navy Captain. He'll be sharing those lessons with us throughout the week, starting today when he joins us to talk about the critical importance of coffee breaks.
1: Never turn down espresso. During my career, my family and I were stationed in Naples, Italy, a chaotic city that's often called a pretty lady with dirty feet. Professionally, my days in Naples were almost exclusively spent in an office doing staff work. Was not a welcome situation for a Navy fighter pilot, but I knew I could get the job done. You see, it's very easy for Americans to wear our work ethic as a badge of honor. We are tough, we work hard, and we work a lot. This was my personal bias as I walked into work that first day. I was part of a 12 nation NATO staff of just over 100 people whose goal was to coordinate military operations throughout the Mediterranean region. While I love coffee as much as the next person, the Italians, Well, they really loved their coffee and would stop whatever they were doing several times a day to venture out to a local cafe for an espresso. In their classic Italian way, they always invited everyone in the office to join them. Every day, a co-worker and lieutenant colonel in the Italian army named Luigi would invite me to coffee. And every day, I politely refused, thinking that there was always too much work still to be done. Finally, one day, Luigi spoke up. Chopper, he said in his broken English using my call sign. Americans think if you work hard, that we're going to trust you. But what you really need to do is spend time with us outside of work so we can get to know you. Then we can trust you. That's the essence of trust. I considered Luigi's comments and realized he was probably right. Here we've been working elbow to elbow for months, but I knew little about the people I was sharing space with other than the professional duties and responsibilities. So I started going with Luigi and the others. Eight months later, NATO was called into action when Gaddafi mobilized his forces against his own people in a surprisingly swift fashion. The UN Security Council condemned his actions and our NATO staff became a very busy place to work. But in those hectic, stressful moments, when there was a seemingly insurmountable amount of work to get done and lives on the line, the Europeans, who I had once criticized for always dashing off for an espresso, were right there beside me, working day and night. They refused to go home until I did, and they were never afraid of hard work. And through it all, we continued our espresso breaks. That experience reminded me to never turn down espresso, or more specifically, that life is about relationships. A team is stronger when the connection between its parts are stronger. That certainly proved true during my time in the Navy, and I believe it is true in life as well.
0: Brett Crozier, welcome to the Next Big Idea Daily.
1: Good morning, happy to be here today, thank you.
0: Glad to have you, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to call you Brett, though I'm tempted to call you Captain or, or something like that, some, <laughs> some military term. How would you like me to address you?
1: Brett is fine, Chopper is my call sign, so I also answer to that. My wife calls Chopper. me Chopper sometimes when she's, when she's mm-hmm. mad at me. but uh, That's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All
0: right, Chopper.
1: Well, you are
0: retired as a, a Navy captain. Why don't you just give me a quick thumbnail of your career?
1: Yeah, so I I grew up in Northern California. Um, I was 16 when a a movie called Top Gun that most people are familiar with came out. And when that movie came out, I knew then I wanted to fly in the Navy. So I pursued a path that took me to the Naval Academy. From there to flight school, I flew helicopters for about 10 years, which I loved, and then had an opportunity to transition. I transitioned to fighters and I flew F-18s, the Hornet up until I retired, really. Uh, and then along the way, as I got more senior, I was in charge of a squadron with basically 12 airplanes and like 250 people. So that's like your first command bill, as they call it. And then I went this path where I learned about nuclear power and ultimately uh, had command of, of a big ship in Japan called the Blue Ridge, like a communication ship. And then ultimately the Theodore Roosevelt, which is one of our nation's you know, 11 aircraft carriers, and uh, with about five thousand people on it, and uh, which is really a, a floating city at sea with an airport on top nice. and two nuclear reactors down below, and um, and so I had command of that here in San Diego, and you know, like everybody else, when COVID hit the world, we were we were dealing with that. We happened to be deployed out on the Western Pacific, in uh, the Vietnam and the, the areas around South China Sea, and we did unfortunately we we had some sailors come in contact and picked up COVID, so we we pulled into Guam and we were doing our best then to mitigate it. And we started seeing this exponential growth of COVID. There were no such thing as vaccines. We didn't have masks or gloves. So we were doing what we could to mitigate that. And ultimately I just, uh, I got to the point where I had to ask for help and send an email to my my bosses mm-hmm. to saying, Hey, we need to do something quicker, different and better. And they did. So I got the, I got the help assistance I needed, but ultimately that, that email also leaked out to the press and create a little bit of a political firestorm which is what the entire nation was dealing with too at the time and then ultimately I was relieved of command um, and so I spent then another uh, two years in the Navy after that I you know and I'll, and I'll say this it's in the book I the Navy took pretty good care of me in the end I had a, a great job after I even after I left the the Roosevelt I kept flying helicopters and fighters up until the month I retired but now I'm retired and I work in the veteran homeless nonprofit world
0: well, amazing. Congratulations on an incredible career, and thank you for your service. The first big idea that you shared with us is to never turn down an espresso. I love that. I mean, it's one of the great things about Italy, right? I've, I've spent some time there, and, and they certainly seem to know how to live. And actually, uh, early in my career, I worked on some film sets, and I once had a chance to work on a spaghetti western with an all-Italian crew, and I was amazed to see that they had a an espresso Boy, basically, a a kid whose job yeah. was to take around this cart with a little cappuccino maker and offer drinks to the whole crew. Like it seemed like every hour, this guy came along, and I, you know, part of me was like, this is not how a set runs. It's got to be much more high pressure and stress and every. But these guys took a lot of espresso breaks, and and I I, I love your story and I, the contrast with your maybe sort of more American mindset of like, you no, know, I'm gonna eat my lunch at my desk. I'm gonna get the work done. Uh, I don't have time to socialize and have espresso. How else has that kind of manifested for you? This realization that you getting the work done is important, but it needs to be put in the context of the relationships and the, the community that you're with.
1: I think life's about relationships, right? I think mm-hmm. to be successful in life, you have to have strong relationships. That's that's true at home. That's true with your spouse it's true at work um, and for me i learned from that moment and i think i had known it or heard it before growing up but i kind of it kind of solidified when i was in italy and i saw that despite all the high pressure operations that could be going on and and operations we were doing say in libya it was still worth the time just take mm-hmm. take a break step away from all that step away from the computers and the powerpoints and the emails and the radios and learn from one another because if you don't do that you tend to be siloed in your efforts and you tend to be focused on your your mission only not recognizing that if you do this really right your mission plus you know the person's mission next to you and how you integrate can make you way more effective and i learned from taking a step away from sharing espresso from learning about the people that i was working with in an environment that wasn't stressful when we got back into work, we were just that much more effective, and we, we you know we started trusting one another more, and you, and you had each other's back more, and and we could see it in the operations, you could see it mm-hmm. in our effectiveness. But um, I think it's also important no, now to think about society where we tend to work remotely more often. We tend to work, you know, we're not always in the office and, and meeting in person, and I'm, and that's okay. There's reasons for that, but sometimes what you lose is that kind of ability to get to know one another on a personal level which will make you more effective professionally as well
0: yeah I often think about this in you know world leaders they kind of make a big deal of the relationship between you know oh there's a warm relationship between President biden and such and such a leader and that always seemed a little silly to me like clearly it's not about these individuals these are entire nations with you know lots of players involved lot you know militaries businesses populations but I realize it is kind of important you know that people get along so that if there is a crisis, if there is a war, the fact that someone can pick up a phone and call someone else kind of matters and probably has eased us out of some
1: dangerous situations. And that's certainly true in the geopolitical realm. And even now, so now I work in the nonprofit world and I work in the corporate world and you you, you make time to go to those weekly breakfasts or luncheons and Uh, and you, you find ways then to share coffee with folks, right? Whether it's espresso or just coffee or whether it's breakfast, because end of the day, you know, as you're trying to build this partnership, I look at my own efforts in the nonprofit where we focus on homelessness and there's so many facets of that and how, and it can't, there's no one organization that's going to solve it. It's not the government. It's not religious groups. It's not nonprofits. It's everybody combined working together. So you have to find those moments when you can share espresso as it were, have coffee or have breakfast. And that's true in the corporate side too. If you're. If you're working in the finance world, which I work a little bit in, then you know there's areas that I want to expand to, or there's people I want to bring into a project. Well, I better figure out how to do that, you know, and maybe meet with them in person and have that connection face to face. You know, it's more than just sales; it's having those connections. And if you really want to grow, and you have that trust, you've you've found those opportunities to share coffee or espresso or breakfast or or beers yeah. at the club or you know wherever you want, where we're going to call it. But I think those are important, and, and you'll find you'll be more effective when you do.
0: Do you ever struggle to balance that with the need for productivity? Like at a certain point, this espresso break has just gone on too long and we got to get back to work. How do you know when, when enough is enough?
1: I think you have to always keep your, keep in mind your mission and make sure you're not, you know, you're not losing sight of what you're, you're having, you need to accomplish to kind of get the, keep the ball moving, so to speak. I I guess it's probably different for everybody. It also depends on your comfort level and, and how much you like to, to have espresso, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And how much of an introvert versus extrovert you are, I
1: suppose. Yeah.
0: That's it for today, everybody. I know you've probably got a busy workday ahead of you, but don't forget to take a coffee break with your colleagues, even if it's a virtual one. It'll make your day more fun, and it'll make you better at your job. Tomorrow, Brett, or Chopper, as I like to call him, will be back to tell us more about teamwork, how a good team is much more than the sum of its parts and can make you exponentially more effective. If you want to hear all of Brett's insights sooner, check out our Next Big Idea app wherever you get your apps. I'm Michael Kavnet. See you tomorrow.